You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. of the world's team on the Blogging the Boys Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray, and I am joined, as always, by Paul Stewart. Hey, Paul, how's it going? Pretty good, pretty good. We're almost there for training camp. And yes, it's uh, almost football time, folks. It's almost time. You you pointed out to me that we are Micah Parsons days away from uh, training camp, and that's exciting to me. 11 days, folks, 11 days till training camp. We can actually see the boys back in action in pads, tearing up, getting ready for the 2023 NFL season. Absolutely. If you happen to be going to Oxnard, Kelsey and I did a full breakdown of all the things that you have to eat, really, um, but also, you know, best practices for training camp. <laughs> we got we got into the food thing. I think we were both very hungry when we when we were talking about it. But um, also just like the best things that you should do when you're there. Um, so be sure to check that out on at Girls Talking Boys um, on, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts, truly. Do it, folks. Do it. Do it. How are you doing over there, Paul? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, been working my butt off recently. So uh, with the... With the other job, I well, my main job, and I've got a wee side job in the door. I'm basically just trying to rack up as much money as I can for my future visa and my trip for this year. So I, yes. I I'm working busy as hit as you can imagine. Well, we need you to get your butt over here sooner rather than later. So I know I'm. Just, I, I think it's less than a hundred days. Now for the UK Cowboys, the German Cowboys, the, and I think I think the guys from France. We've been in contact with the French Cowboys as well, so they may be going over for the Thanksgiving game as well. And we've also got our friends in Canada going over as well. So, like I said, folks, this is going to be an international experience for Thanksgiving this year. So I am absolutely buzzing for this year. Absolutely buzzing. Because the fact that you've got likes of myself, you've got Mike, you've got Jamie and Lauren. Uh, Brian is still 50-50 at the moment. Um, hopefully he can make it. Uh, so Brian's our Irish compatriot um, representing the UK Cowboys. So he, we're still waiting for him for, to confirm to go. But in, in terms of, so there's definitely four of us, at least from the actual podcast site. And we've also got quite a lot of members in the actual community going over. So I think there's a total of t- at least 12 from the UK Cowboys are coming over uh, for the first time. Yeah, no, we game. have to do a meetup. And I feel like Chris uses the place. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think <laughs> that I think the plan is for, uh, for the five days. Uh, well, well, Jamie's going over for five days, then he's going to do, like, travel up to, like, some New York and stuff like that. So... I think the majority of us are going to stay at the same Airbnb, Airbnb, just like us four, uh, at the same Airbnb for five days close to the stadium because everything's a lot more central that way. But we will take trips down to Lower Greenville and stuff. I go to Christie's and stuff like that. And you, you, First of all, if you didn't know, Lower Greenville is where it's at. It um, is. Want to my... find <laughs> find these guys? I'm gonna make them come out with me on Lower Greenville. It's so, my. I love Lower Greenville. I love it there. <laughs> like it's it's just it's one of those places. I just think it's, it's it's such a lovely community there, and you've got bars and restaurants all across the main road on Lower Greenville, and you've got so many options to to go with, like from state places to Mexican places, i.e. Eddie's, which we were just talking about before we went on air. Yeah. 
like and that, and that was the first place that Meg took me there and we must have drank a ton a ton of margaritas I will say that that um whoever the waitress was that night she was obsessed with you it was hilarious um because like let's be honest we don't get a lot of Scottish people around um on lower Greenville and Dallas so she was just shook to her core that she had a real Scotsman sitting at her table and she was like let me make these margaritas right she put she put a little extra oomph in there, <laughs> and 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 oomph I got because I my legs were shaking by the end of the night. I ended up in my friend's couch, which I, I do not have any recollection at all how I got there. So you know that was a good night. But yes, but uh, back to the the topic in hand, the yes, Dallas Cowboys. Topic at hand. I'm so glad that you put us back on track because I'm very not on track today. And <laughs> this is why we rely on Paul because he, he'll he get it together and I won't. Um. <laughs> yes. So just to, just to give you guys uh, some news. So former quarterback and a legendary quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, Steve Young has came out on an article on Sports Illustrated Calling the Dallas Cowboys frauds, basically for their much-anticipated game on October 9th. So, I don't know about you, Meg, but Steve Young can go off and... I've never wanted to go to a game more than I want to go to that one right now. Like, <laughs> like the way that I'm... I'm so petty. So, like, all you really have to do is just, like, get my goat a little bit, and he did. I want to go so bad. The way that he gave us bulletin board material, the way that those guys are going to hear that, and, like, especially Dak, like, not Steve Young talking trash on Dak. Like, not Steve Young. Yeah. Please. Please. For, like, he's going to go off. That's going to – mark my words, that's going to be one of Dak Prescott's best showings this season. Yeah, I think that's, that to me is going to be the game of the season, my personal yeah. opinion as well. But I knew that was going to be a big matchup. Like, I know it. You know, we've only in recent history, like, I, you could, there, we went, we, did we go well, there a couple of years ago? We went there and they came over to us. Uh, to, yeah. So it was like one and one like, in previous years in the playoffs. Right. If we're talking, yeah, we've mostly seen them with embarrassing showings in the playoffs where they send us home. And and here's the crazy thing, though. Like, when you look at the scoreline, it doesn't look that embarrassing. The, the scores were very, no, like, no, it's no, like no. It was, it's like within three points. But when you actually watch the game. Worse, honestly, because it feels yeah, awful. Yeah, like the fact <laughs> that. Right like, there, just a couple things go better then, you know, we win those games. And it's it kind of sucks more to, to, like, see it that way. However, <clears throat> you don't get to say that and then let me come into your house and you, you're you going to run me over with a tractor. I don't think so. Yeah, so, yeah. I, like, I love the fact that Steve Jones <laughs> came out and said this, Chris. That is just lit a fire under my butt about this as well. So, Steve Young... No, it makes I've, me want to go. Like, I the yeah. last... The last place you could have asked me anywhere and you'd be like, Megan, where's the last place you would go? The very last place someone could convince you to go like to a road game. And I probably would have said Philly now. And like, heck no, I would have said Philly is always the last place, but right, right above that would have been San Francisco. Now it's number one. <laughs> here's, a, here's a question for you, right? Do you think the rivalry of the 49ers and the Cowboys have actually been revamped in recent years. Oh, it absolutely has. And I love that for us. Yeah, because everyone knows way back in the early 90s, right. it was always the 49ers and always the Cowboys. You had the, uh, Jerry Rice and Deion Sanders, Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin. You had those big personalities from both sides of the teams, even though uh, Sanders uh, played for us as well. But... The fact is, it, it was such an like candlestick part. Everyone knows about the story, but that like it's legendary back in the nineties, and it's not up to that same moniker of that caliber. But but in terms of the rivalry between the fans, it's right back up there again, one hundred percent. So the funny thing is, I was having this conversation with my dad um, over. We went to on a little summer vacay up to see the family, and he was just like. 
now do you agree with me about the 49ers? And I was like, what? And he goes, you said to me that the 49ers don't mean anything to you. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, not you calling me out. Um, But yeah, no, absolutely. That I was like, I used to never care about them. Like the way that I do now. And he, and obviously he has a better recollection of the nineties than I do. And like, obviously prior to that, but we, we moved to Dallas in the nineties. And so that's when he became a Cowboys fan. Um, he was like that. I just have like always hated them and you just didn't care. And now you care. <laughs> it just, it just shows that it just takes that one little thing. And it's like, yeah, it I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. <laughs> I really do. But I will, but I will back your notion. It's like, I don't hate the Fortinus as much as I do with the Philadelphia Eagles. They are enemy number one. They are the most hated f- fan base. I don't know if we'll ever, I like, I say ever, um, like it's infinite, but I just can't see them ever eclipsing the Eagles for us. Just like yeah. that's always going to be a dogfight in the NFC. As long as we're good, which, you know, we've, we've been good for a while now mm-hmm. it's getting out of that bracket is yeah, yeah it's for me for the cowboys right now we do we've got the tools in place we've got the weapons in place we've got the right. defense we've got the defense we've been asking for for a long time it's a matter of dealing with the pressure being under the moment being having that those clutch moments when it really really matters and it just seems to be like and as much as I hate to bring him up, but Brett Maher was a good example of that. Like against Tam, like I know, I know. Like you can during, still mark my words and favorite. Like, but Brett Maher during the season was phenomenal. Like he met his made us eat a lot of humble pie, in my personal opinion. But when it came to the 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 time when we really needed Brett Maher the most, he was a no show. He missed field goals. It it, it cost his points and. And we did not end up winning winning the game. And, and it was the same with the lackluster defense where we but slowing the foot, not making the right reads. Same with the offense, not making the right reads, making the right passes, etc. So it's I think just need to get out of that mentality to say just treat it like any other game. Don't let the moment affect you, essentially. See, okay, so I agree with you hundred percent. I think that's why that's why I feel confident in this like this being a propeller for the Cowboys in that game mm-hmm. because I don't think your boy Dak like say whatever you want to say about Dak like he he will get spicy off of this like he's going to he loves hearing this and I and I love seeing him like with the come up. And I think that we're going to see that this season. I really do. I really do. Like, if, if there's something more dangerous than just a quarterback as a peed off a quarterback. quarterback. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, can you imagine, like, I'm just trying to think of like, how dangerous, like, so your Peyton Manis were if they were angry with the team, with who's angry with his team. He saw the angry side of Troy Aitman way back in the 90s. <laughs> like, like shouting at his coaches and stuff like that. Like that is a dangerous quarterback way back then. Like if we can get something like if if, if you see that side of Dak that and sh- and you have his leadership qualities and everyone knows Dak is a great leader of the team. Well, we and also to that point, he just like he acts like he doesn't let people get to him. Like, like he's, he's, got, he's got that iron curtain yeah. over him, pretty much. He's a little John Cena, like you can't, you can't see me. I can't see you. <laughs> I can't see you. <laughs> also, I'm obsessed. I didn't bring it up for this point, but now that I've now now that I'm here, um, <laughs> John Cena posted a just a picture of Taylor Swift with like no context. And it was like her watching her new music video in like Kansas City on stage. <clears throat> and the new music video is called I Can See You. 
And so he was, <laughs> I was like, that's oh, the most epic, like, you have to know all of the things to like know why he posted that. And I was so tickled by that. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 that harmless little bit of banter, and you just get you can get yes, a a, a, exactly. a a wee cheap laugh from it. It's like <laughs> that's actually pretty funny, you know. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I I, I just find that's just that's, that's hilarious. Um, so I'm so kind of moving on from that. Yes. We've yes. also got our favorite one, Brandon Lowy. He posted uh, some good uh, content on his Twitter on Brandon. It's time. Uh, be sure to go and give him a follow. Who is part of uh, part of the blogging of the Boys Network? You can find him on the writers' block. Um, he posted up a video of Stephen Gilmore, who looks in fantastic condition. Going, really? it really does. Like he's looking really lean. He's his feet are moving like for a guy as his age, you would not think he ha has lost his step or any chance of slowing down. I think with him coming in, he wants to make the point to prove. And I'm going to say it. I think he's going to be our QB too, for sure. 100%. No, no QB, uh, cornerback <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I, 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 I don't know who's hung over, me or you. <laughs> well, it's me. <laughs> yeah, I, I blame my Scottish. I blame my Scottish mouth. Then there we go. No, you're good. I I I knew what you meant, but I was like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, cornerback. So cornerback too. There we go. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, it looks great shape. Like he's been posting uh, the videos of Michael Parsons working out, like working on his defensive lineman. Um, skill sets like his pass rush skills and we're seeing like some Ben Benugo uh, working on his hands uh, the, the defensive end that we just acquired uh, you would like to think that after last year after the like oh wow Zeke looks amazing at training camp which he did and he looked great through the season whatever I stand by that but you would like to think that I would take a little more heed to just like getting too excited about this but i'm 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 back i'm back i'm all the way back babe like i'm so excited yeah so <laughs> there's like the videos i got so hyped up from him looking like he looks incredible he looks like a specimen and he's a vet so like i think i'm allowed to get excited Right? Yeah, with a guy with yeah. his experience with the amount of Super Bowls he's won under Belichick yes. and Brady and stuff like that, like he's going to bring all this knowledge to our young guns. And it, if anything, he's going to give some pointers to the likes of Trevon Diggs, who is our quarter, cornerback number one. Not quarterback, cornerback. There we go. <laughs> hey. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. I always tend to think when you bring an experienced player who has been there, who has done it, not just once, but on multiple occasions, there is going to be levels of extra knowledge they can bring on to the more inexperienced guys. Like for DeLone Brand, for example, like what he can learn off of, like say Stephen Gilmore, etc. I think it's just going to be so fundamental to the development of our whole defensive unit. So I'm like, just like... For just for that alone, I'm excited because we've got talent. It's a matter of how to like limit down the mistakes and actually be like as close to perfect as much as possible. And that's what Gilmore is going to bring to the table as well. So I think Josie agrees. Was that sorry? I said I think I think Josie agrees. <laughs> He's like yelling at me right now. I can't believe him right now. Um, yes, no, I completely agree with you. I think, I think it can't be understated the fact that you had Jason Peters and you had Tyler Smith in his rookie season. That, that's, um, a, that's, a, that's a great, great that's a great example. Playing, but like him being in the facility was huge in like his development. I think a hundred percent. So I, I totally agree with you. 100%, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So I think that, you know, having a guy like, um, Stefan Gilmore in the building, it's, it's just going to be huge for their development. Just in case anyone is wondering, uh, 
Meg and the two dogs were play fighting in the background there, and Meg is now in hysterics now, so she just had to kindly mute herself. <laughs> so it's all good. So just in case anyone's wondering, there there. so much, but they cannot handle when I start talking on a podcast. Like they can't handle when I talk in the house. They're like, "Oh, that means we're like we're getting ready to go somewhere." Yeah, which we're gonna go after we get off of here. But you know, just my boy. <laughs> Josie is can't handle it. Can't handle himself. He's excited for the Cowboys season. Say what you will about his father, but <laughs> I can see them in the background just playing away. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh honestly, folks, if you could actually see the video version of this podcast right I now, you're being stitches. Put it on them so hard. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Since he got so excited about Stephen Gilmore, we have to um, you know, move on to another topic. Yes. Which is, what is going on with Saquon Barkley and the Giants? Yeah, so it's not technically Cowboys related. It is in a way because there are rivals, but it's a wee, wee bit weird to see the situation that's going on with the Giants right now because the reports of Saquon Barkley is not happy with the amount of what the franchise tag is and he's kind of like refusing to sign it or something like that. There's no deal being approved, like being signed or whatever and that. So there's a lot of... I I think we I need to do more research into this, to be honest, because I saw the headlines on multiple articles kind of going about how yeah. he's, he's not willing to sign anything, etc. They're far off from an agreeing anything, and this is with I the thought contract. when they put a tag on you, like, that was that. That was, was it. Yeah, that's what I thought yeah. as well, but it seems a completely different situation what's going on there in New York right now, but, but the, I think the question is now, like, if Saquon doesn't be like, it's not part of this Giants roster. What does that do for the Giants comes to week one? That's massive. It's massive for them. Well, there's, so, yeah, I saw that there is a chance <clears throat> that he may not play in week one. Mm. Um, Which, sign me up for that. I was never, con- sorry, no offense to the Giants, but like I don't think I was ever really concerned about that matchup just because I believe in us against them so, so much. Um, granted, I know they had a like a good come up in the like latter part of the season, mm-hmm. but just, just the us versus them mentality, number one, I just don't think that he can go, they can go toes with our team now watch me eat my words but <laughs> i feel confident saying that right now um uh, well I'll especially back, uh, one potentially not playing i will back you up in this one chris i'm feeling more confident about the uh, going against the giants because we have addressed weaknesses within the cowboys when it comes to the run play option for from daniel jones like how many times did we see throughout the season, not even just against us, but throughout the season, you see Daniel Jones hold on to the ball, and when the play is developed, he runs through the A-gap. He actually he runs with the ball. We saw that quite a lot. You're not going to do that when Mazzy Smith is demolishing no. your, your left guard and your center into oblivion. You're not going to see that. And He's going to be chomping at the bit to run this man over. Yes, absolutely. And 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 the. Uh, I had the the fortune. I had the, the blessing of actually interviewing Sam Williams a couple of weeks ago, asking about what his projections are for the upcoming season. He's like, I want to try and get ten to twelve sacks this season. So you're you're getting the guys for a like Sam Williams for hundred to come out and really make an impact this season, along with Parsons, along with D Law, and yeah. So I think with the the Giants. They're going to be in a lot of trouble, even with Saquon or without. Like, so I'm. It's going to be, it's going to be fun. I, I'll say. Yeah, and by no means are we saying the Giants are going to be bad. No, no, not at all. We're not discrediting the Giants in that way. No, um, but yeah. I, I just, I think we both believe in that matchup. Um, <clears throat> granted, we have not seen this Texas Coast offense, you know, come to fruition yet. And that is the big question mark going into this training camp, one hundred percent. As far as matchups go, though, um, and, and they did they picked up some quality people, but I just I still feel like we have the advantage in that 
in that matchup. And I'm excited to see them duke it out. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Well, here we have um we have training camp training camp coming up. Words are hard. The dogs are driving me crazy. Um, but we're gonna get down to the wire on you know who's going to lock up those positions. Yeah. We're gonna do a little prediction game here. Um, yeah. Yeah so, 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 yeah, so just for the folks at home listening, this is not us picking our 53-man squad or anything. We're, no. just, we're just thinking what is the likely chance of a player is going to make, fill in that, like, say, for example, the fourth wide receiver spot or the fourth, yeah. de fourth defensive tackle. So we're going to go from, uh, the, like, quarterback is pretty much given. All three quarterbacks are going to be pretty much on the roster, I think. Yeah. Maybe Will Greer practice squad at at bare minimum, but all the other positions, we can actually kind of say, okay, do you think he'll make it? Do you think he'll make it? Do you think he will get cut? So we're going to yeah. run through a couple of scenarios here, folks. So, Paul, take it away. Yeah, so we'll start with the defense. I think the defense will be the easiest one. So um, so defensive ends, I'm going to do defensive ends and defensive tackles separately. So for defensive ends, we've got D-Law, Sam Williams, uh, Michael Parsons, Dorn Armstrong, Dante Fowler, uh, Fellini Fajoko, uh, Ben Bonagu, Darrell Johnson, and Tyler Sweet. So from, for me, there's three, there's four definite defensive ends are going to be in this roster for me. For me, it's obviously D-Law, Sam Williams, Parsons, and Armstrong. Yeah. That's, that's the four definites. Um, you can, And also, well, well, I would say Fajoko as well. I would put Fajoko in there because obviously we haven't been a rookie. We haven't been drafted. I think he'll be in there to gain the experience and see how he develops. I, I don't know about you, but... How many defensive ends would you think would be good enough? I'm going to say have six, between six and seven defensive ends. I feel good being deep there. Like, there. <clears throat> well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna jinx them. Um, I feel good going deep there, and I like having six. I think six is the perfect number. Um, and. They're they're just so they're great at that position. I think they did they have good depth. Um so I yeah, I feel comfortable with that. Yeah. I think the really interesting one is for me is Chancey Golston. This is the this is the this is the sweet spot where Golston Golston I right now. I love yeah, him. I, I love Goldson. I think he's great. I think the cool thing about Goldston is it's like he's now become the Tyrant Crawford right now, who can play the edge and move inside. I, find I that, love that comparison. I never thought about that. Yeah, I, that's what I like about him. Like he has that flexibility to move at different positions within the defensive line, being from a five tech to a three tech to a one tech. He can do it. Like he may be not as big and strong as Mazzy Smith or your Jonathan Hankins, but he has that flexibility to kind of fill in the gap based on what the defensive play is going to be. So I think that's really that, that keys into how many defensive tackles we're going to bring in to the team. So um, so kind of moving on to the likes of defensive tackles, if you count Chancey Goldston, I'm going to say four defensive tackles are definitely going to be on this team. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected 
and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. So Goldston, Smith, Mazzy Smith, uh, also the Gazur and Jonathan Hankins. So. With that being said, it pains me to say this because I am... I was going to say, you didn't say Neville Gallimore. No, and it pains me to say that because I loved Neville Gallimore back in college and I was ecstatic that in fact we drafted him. I ended up screaming at three o'clock in the morning when we drafted him. I was irate about it because what we got from him in college was the explosive burst, his wet first step, but... Unfortunately, with the injury to his arm and stuff like that, it just hasn't really seemed to get out of uh, first gear since being into the NFL. Unfortunately, we had seen some glimpses of him in certain parts of the game, but it just hasn't really like took full advantage of that. And I think this could be it could be one of the the cuts to the team this year for sure. <clears throat> okay, so does. Alarcon, he doesn't count against the, the numbers, right? Or is that not the same? Because he switched positions. Uh, Ghosting can switch in. Like, so I'm going to say there's going to be four defin- uh, definite defensive no, oh. Yeah, no, I, and I agree with you. Yeah. Um, But as far as, like, Isaac Alarcon goes, does I, that, he count that, against numbers? Um... Yeah, he's part of the defensive tackles and stuff like that. So I'm not. But did they, he didn't count against. Did, or am I crazy? Like I can't remember how that works. I feel like I have to remind myself every single year how that program works, and if he like. I, I think I think this I think that uh, we've used up all the years of the allocation of the international uh, program. So if he doesn't make the team this year, he will be a fully. Like if he makes the team, he would have to be a fully um like paid player. If not, he'd just be treated like a normal practice score player if he makes the practice squad, etc. So there's yeah. no extra slot for the allocation within the team anymore for him. Yeah. Like so, say you've got your maximum number of practice score players and your maximum number within the roster. We don't have that extra privilege of having that one extra player available for the international program anymore because we've used yeah. that up so much on our, our con now, I believe. So, and I, I find that this move for Alacron to move to, to defensive tackle is going to be a question, uh, one I'm going to be paying very much attention to, to see how he's yeah. developed uh, when I'm watching training camp. So I'm really excited for that. Um, Quentin Bohanna, again, I think he could make the team he should make the team but you just may never know you may never know what direction uh Aiden Dardane and uh Dan Quinn are kind of thinking you're big boy deep here and got, I like that. yeah like of all the names I've mentioned I think and again unfortunately my guy Neville Gallimore is down the pecking order I think no he is down in the pecking order it's I'm very excited for training camp to just see if he can like make the next step yeah because there's really nothing like i feel like every year going in there's been like something wrong yeah this year there's not so it's like can you you know level up so here here so moving on to the next position i'm glad you just said say that when something could go wrong is the linebacker position Yeah, so here's hey, my. Hey, going to have a year. I call it now. Right here's the thing about the linebacker position this year. Right, I still it's definitely the short in depth, the shortest one in depth. Uh, I think because we've what 
We've got seven linebackers currently on the roster. So you've got Leighton Vanderish, Jabril Cox, Devin Harper, Damone Clark, Damavian Overshawn, Malik Jefferson, and Asire Land. So you've got seven linebackers to fill like your middle, your uh, your wide, and your sandbacker, if needed. Depending on what scheme they're kind of producing, like it could be two, like switch to defensive end or whatever, and that. So having that really um good a diversive type of uh, defense that Dan Quinn does produce. So um I'm gonna say six like six of those guys are gonna make that roster. So you, we need them all. We need every one of those guys. No, literally. Yeah, because yeah, this is one where I'm like, there's there's not a lot of wiggle room here. No, um, no, definitely not. Like the the one it's if you're gonna put your money on who's gonna be like the most fittest out of the whole lot of them is our rookie Demarvian Overshawn. And because Demon Clark had the major surgery last year. Leighton Vanders has a history of neck problems. Jabril Cox, um, for whatever reason, was not getting on the field and had minor injuries. Devin Harper, um, yeah, I mean, I could see him definitely get some game time, but out of the ones I've just mentioned there, Demarion Overshawn, who is a rookie, I think he's going to get the most game time out of those guys. Wait. Yeah. Um, I The Jabril thing, I think, had a lot to do with scheme last year. Um, I think they feel comfortable with him this year. So I'm like, I'm, I could see him like having a, first of all, having field time period. Yeah. But we, yeah, just, we, just, we just haven't seen a lot of it and we know how no, good I think they're going to need him. Yeah. We, we know how good of a player he was when he was playing back at LSU, which, yeah. which you, which you know, fine. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so for likes of linebacker, I think there's no room for error. Like, yeah, uh, like like even a Sia Land who is a, a rookie as well, um, he could actually make the roster as well. If not, practice squad because we are short in linebackers in terms of the depth. So that's going to be very interesting. Um, so moving on to corners, um, we've got Trevon Diggs, Stephen Gilmore, Kelvin Joseph, LaShawn Wright, C.G. Goodwin, Eric Scott Jr., uh, Miles Brooks, and D'Angelo Mandel. So that is the eight that I was yeah. just mentioned. Um, for me, um, I'm just kind of looking at the names right now. So one, two, three, four. Yeah, so the definite fours for me, I think, will make the roster is Gilmore, Diggs, Nishon Wright, and Eric Scott Jr., that's the definite four, I think. I am not putting Kelvin Joseph in that that topic. Yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm so. I, 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 to me, he's not done. I don't think he's done enough to justify himself as a second round pick, unless uh, unless he like he needs, Honestly, I really do hope I get in that case of that humble pie. I really do. I all I, like. Yeah. I just hope like any criticism I do give a player, they come back at me and say. What are you going to say about it now? I'm up. You made me eat my words. I'll be more than happy to eat that humble pie if I could. Yeah, you guys heard him last year about Sam Williams. So and 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 I, I yep. ate that pie. So I, I, yeah, and, and I love the guy now. So you do. You're a yep. big fan of him now. Yep. Um, I I am interested about the Eric Scott Jr. thing versus um CJ Goodwin. Mm, yeah, I like that one. Yep. That's gonna be where I'm going to pay attention with those two. Um, just like, because you can't, I don't know. I, I love CJ. In fact, I did forget, actually, we do have Jordan Lewis and the Lone Brand as well. So now that I just forgot those two. Yeah. So I'm going to say six, definitely six. Because you can't miss out Lewis, who has been part of the scheme for quite a long time. And the lone brand, for the short time he came onto the field, he was impactful on the field. I can't because, believe I didn't catch that when you said it, because I've, I'm obsessed with Deron Bland. So, yeah. yeah nothing grand about my man, Deron Bland. Yeah, but our, the, everybody's listening on this, like, wait, hold on a minute. They didn't mention yeah, like, the lone brand. Like, what are these people? It's like, sorry, sorry, folks. Yeah. Look, 
I've already stated that I'm not um, working at the top of my level that I am today, or I could be today. So that, that's that's the excuse, folks. We're we're a, bit, a little bit worse for wear this morning. <laughs> like I have no excuse, but at least Meg has a great excuse. Yeah, I'm hungover, so yeah. What's your <laughs> <laughs> um? So yeah, um. So let me rephrase it. So Gilmore, the yes. Diggs, Bland, Lewis. Right, Scott Jr. Yeah, yeah. I think that'll be the guys I think will definitely make this roster. I think all the other guys are going to be like more special teamers and stuff like that, or just a uh, like practice score potentially. But uh, the big question mark for me is Kelvin Joseph. That's the biggest question mark in that group, like of all the cornerbacks. Yeah, I mean, that, it's such a good group. It's it's kind of fun to look at, like, just look at the depth that we have on this team right now. I think that they did a phenomenal job of filling out this roster, honestly. Yeah, all credit to the Cowboys. Yeah. All, all, all credit to the Cowboys backroom staff. Like, Absolutely. as much as, as, as much as we criticized them in recent times, like, with the – um, Randy Gregory situation and uh, contract negotiations with certain players letting them go. Like, but if there's one thing they've done, they've managed to bring in certain players on a on a lower contract that have actually been really good, impactful players. You gotta give them credit for that. Yeah, you you really do. I mean, I I think anyone who's concerned about this year, please just like take a look at this roster and like go through it the way that we are right now. And we are great at a lot of positions. Yeah. And I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, moving on from corners, we've now got our safeties. And uh, to me, uh, I'm going with five for the safeties. I'm going for five, de five definites. So Donovan Wilson, that is plain, like no doubt about it. Like he is our guy. Like, Donovan Wilson's playing his best years of football right now. It really is. He's, he's, he's outstanding. Like, one of the highest tacklers in the NFL. Um, then you've got Malik Hooker, Jalen Kers, Rekwamu, and I'm going for Marquis Bell. That's my definite five. Um, the other guys that are actually in the roster is Tyler Cole, uh, Jenia Thomas, and Seljit Redwine. Um I don't know too much about these guys, but I will be paying attention to those guys when it comes to training camp. But just based on looking at the roster, those are the names are screaming out to me. Those guys should make that roster with ease. They should. No, absolutely. I mean, again, we're it's like a, like, what is it called? Like something, we have a lot of guys at the position. I was trying to say like, a wealth of riches, which which is not the phrase, but we're spoiled with yeah. those guys. Yeah. 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 So uh so we'll move on straight into the offense now. And uh so the biggest talking point is obviously going to be like a wide receiver. Um, so you've got Gallup, Cooks, Lamb, Semi Fahoko, Jalen Tolbert, Tafanti Turpin. Jalen Brooks, Dennis Houston, Dontario Drummond, David Durden, John Stevens Jr., Jalen Moreno-Cropper, Tyron Johnson, and Jose Barbon. Uh, so that is 14 wide receivers we've got going into training camp. Not to mention we've got a ton of tight ends, which we will talk about shortly. But the, def like the most definite, I would say at least three, because we know who our, our top three wide receivers are, but in terms of number four and number five, I'm going to give Jalen Tolbert the heads up. I'm going to put him up there. He's going to be a definite. Because I think it's a wee bit unfair for that one play that we had where he just kept jumping offside. It could be the inexperienced thing, but after seeing his off-season uh, off workouts and, work, and he's been working with Dak as well, I think that's going to like really improve his position as well. So, and the question I do have is like, where does Sammy Fahoko go? Because 
I do like it'll be good for special teams, but will he really get a good go at the prop like as a wide receiver, or is he just gonna be a nice special teams guy? Like and Turpin, we know he's gonna be our kit returner. He's definitely gonna be in there. So I think out of all the right receivers, the definite five I will definitely have on the team is Gallup, Cooks, Lamb, Turpin, and Jalen Tolbert. Any of those other guys, again, like, like, like we've seen glimpses of, yeah, we've seen likes of Dennis Houston. We saw some good glimpses of him last year during training camp and stuff like that. If he can recapture what he did and actually put that on the actual field when he's actually, when he's playing, then great. He, he can make the roster, but I'm I'm just I don't know too much about like uh John Stevens John or David Durden don't know too much about those guys or Jalen Morono Cropper I think that guy played for Ole Miss I believe, um but yeah it's uh that's going to be the toughest one to really narrow down who's going to make the squad I think like like in terms of bringing it all down like what are those yeah. guys, like it's it's going to be so competitive. When it comes to training camp, like like I mentioned, like your top three, they're guaranteed. Lamb, Cooks, and La uh, Gallup, those are guaranteed regardless, unless something happens. God for touch wood, that does not happen. Um, but yeah, like what what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think that position group is like really interesting, just simply because it doesn't necessarily just because you're you know in the wide receiver core doesn't mean. You, like you can be on special teams too. Like, so especially Kevontae Turpin, like that's like, he's such a wild card to me. Yeah, um, to, to me, he's guaranteed his spot in the roster. Just being. I think so, for, for, absolutely. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't he? He was, he was in the pro bowl. Like be honest with yourselves. Come yeah, on. Like, ex exactly. And, and I think the, the, the criticism to Tolbert, I can, I, I yeah. can understand, I can understand from last year, for the, the jumping off side against Green Bay, etc. I totally get that. But it's kind of like you said earlier, like that's going to be one of those guys where you have to watch him if, he, if he's going to make the jump. Like, like, and, and, and last year, like when we were doing like the whole Sam Williams and Jalen Tolbert, if the picks were reversed, people would have been happy about that because people did have Tolbert as a second round grade. And, but it's just going to be interesting to see how Tolbert has actually improved and how much mistakes you see uh, took off, like like prevented from going forward. So I'm interested to see how he's improved, what his communication connection with Dak Prescott's going to be like. So train camp is going to be fun, folks. It really is. Yeah, no, I'm I'm interested to see. This is why we get so excited about training camp and stuff like this. Like, who's really going to make the? Who's going to level up? Who's going to make? It hard for people, you know. Yeah, right. So next we'll go into the tight ends. Um, so we've got Jake Ferguson, Luke Shoemaker, Peyton Hendershot, Sean McEwen, Seth Green, and Princeton Fant. So we've got six tight ends on our roster. Um, I, I definitely there's definitely going to be three of them. Definitely going to be three, and I think it's kind of obvious. Which yeah. is gonna be Shoemaker, Hendershot, and Ferguson. Those are your yeah. definite, definite three. Um McEwen, he like he really outshone in the 2021 game against the Raiders. He looked phenomenal in that game. He helped to score a touchdown. Um Seth Green, I don't know too much about, and near I do about Princeton fan. Don't haven't seen too much about those guys, but Again, it could be there's more depth at the position than I thought there was. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, there is. Um again, it, it could be more practice score players, just make sure they're there ready for God forbid, if any player was to slack, they wouldn't step up, move up to the plate, for example. But but yeah, um that's where my head is at with tight end. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean you have you have to have those three. I don't think you carry. Do you carry four? Probably not. Maybe. I, th I think we'll carry three going into the actual roster, but I think, yeah. but there definitely is going to be practice squad acquisitions oh, regarding yeah. regard 100%. Um, so going on to running back, um, 
It should be straightforward. It should be. Um, <laughs> so you've got Tony Pollard, Malik Davis, Deuce Vaughn, Rico Dowdo, and Ronald Jones. Um, what would your de- definitive number of running backs will be on the roster would be? Um, God. Probably four. I'm going to go. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of worried. That's why I say that. Just. Well, uh, do we know Pollard's going to start? That's a good question. That is a good question. I, we don't know. Um, But we also need to take consideration. If you you want to include the fullback as part of that group, which is Hunter Lupke as well. So, I think four is definitely. But if you're just counting just pure running backs, I'm going to say three definites. So for me, I think it will, makes it personally. Oh, I think this will make it. I hope. I hope he makes it. I really do. Everyone's I, rooting for him. Like, I, like here's the thing. The reason I'm saying this because he really fits well for this West Coast style of offense, regard, regardless of his size, but. He's got the speed to accommodate that. He can he can bob and weave out of tackles with ease in terms of that. Like if you watch his college highlights for TCU, he was renowned for that, renowned for it, like of missing tackles. So I think that will be very interesting to say at least. So I'm definitely going with Pollard, Davis, and Vaughn as your three definites are going to make the roster. And if you're going to count like to the fullback who can bring more offensive options, then Lucky as well. Oh, fingers down mute. There we go. No, good. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I think Deuce is gonna. I, I don't know. Yeah, just even though we brought in uh, Ronald Jones, and we still that's, got, that's the interesting one to me. Yeah, like even though he has won a Super Bowl with Kansas City, he has won a Super Bowl, but how much have he? How much has he still got left in the gas tank? Like, and it's also like, okay, but can we be honest with ourselves? Like when someone goes, because okay, there's talk that DeAndre Hopkins could be a cheap. It's like, ha- <sighs> you're like guaranteed one almost if you if you have signed a long enough contract. Like if you have two or three years on your contract, like likely you're gonna get a Super Bowl ring. That doesn't mean that you're amazing. Yeah. Smith. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's... I like him, by the way. I wasn't, I'm not trashing him, but like, he's not, again, like, look at, look at that lineup. Like, you don't have to be that amazing. You have Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I will say this. Don't forget, former Dallas Cowboys player Tackle Charlton has won a Super Bowl ring. That is so true. <laughs> And if you say Taco Charlton around these parts, everyone's like, he's trash. But your boy has a Super Bowl ring. So like as much as I like I I do I did like I did do like I did like Taco Charlton. I just didn't think he was a good fit for for Rod Manelli. I'm just saying like around here, if you say that people think he's trash. I don't think he's trash. I just think that was a bad fit. He, he, he was yeah, it was a bad fit for our defense back then. He was drafted in the first round for he was projected to be a first round in the first place, but for but a it, reason. Yeah, yeah, for a reason. But and I and at the time I totally get get that part. But now yeah. looking at hindsight, everyone's saying, why did we not draft TJ Watt? That could have been the same. Who knows? TJ Watt could have been a bust for us, but it could have been an yeah. absolute like really, and this is what an identity on defense and you're drafting a defense first round that's kind of tough now this, we have an identity we have is, a defensive coordinator that has like given this team some purpose yeah. so it's a little different when you're doing it now and, but and, at that time. yeah yeah and this is what i keep saying about the nfl draft it is an absolute lottery you don't know exactly what you're getting it might be the best player to ever come out of the draft. But if you're trying to fit this player into a different system than what he's used to, he might be a complete bust. We may never know. Like right. that, it's it's a gamble. Your every pick is a gamble on certain players. Like 
everyone's criticizing the Mazzy Smith pick, for example, like at first, but now that people are kind of look back and realize it's like, you know what? It makes sense that people were jumping to the conclusion, oh, why are we drafting a Michigan player because of history with Taco Charlton? I'm like, Mazzy Smith's a completely different player, different yeah. position, different position. So we shouldn't be having to criticize the fact that we just got filled a, a big massive need rather than drafting a a tight end in the first round. So I think we the, what the Cowboys did was good. Like um like your boy Dan Quinn at all. Do I like let him, him? Let him cook. No, Absolutely. just like anybody. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Like trust the pro like, like, but like let him cook. Like he knows what he's doing. <laughs> Trust the process, ladies and gentlemen. Trust the process. We're not we're not Philly, so we are allowed to say that and not trigger everyone. Oh, so. sp- speaking about Philly, um, apparently their first round draft pick is in a lot of trouble right now. Oh, Jaylen, is he? I don't Jaylen, know if I Jalen Carr. Yeah, he. Um, I won't go into details, but he fled the scene from a fatal car crash, and he's in trouble. Oh, no. okay. Yeah, so he does. Yeah, apparently, apparently there's been some reports about that. I don't know how much of it is true, but there has been a lot of rumours and speculation about that. So we'll just leave it at that. Uh, but yes, um, so finally for the offence, uh, we did do a little bit sidetracked there, folks. We do apologise. but I get sidetracked all the time. Yeah, so, so uh, we've got the offensive line. Oh, uh, yeah, so this is the big one. Yeah. Quarterbacks, we don't really need to dive into too much because we kind of know what's going to happen. It's going to be yeah. at least we've got three quarterbacks in the roster, and the the worst case scenario is Will Greer is going to be on on the practice squad, and it's just going to be rushing back. That's it, really. That's I think that's I think that's a given. But when it comes to the offensive line, though, um, so let me read out the names. So, our in terms of a. The starters, uh, you've got Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, Tyler Biadish. My God, that's a ton twister saying those three names in a row. Um, Sa- yeah, and then you've got Terrence Steele. So it's, it's like TTTT. Uh, yeah. Like the four, you've, got the, you've, got, you've got the four T, so Sight Bar is the only one who's not a T. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, so you're t- uh, Tyron, Tyler, Tyler, Zach, and Terrence. There we go. Um so the, those guys are solidified their starting roles, yeah. Right off, right off the bat. Well, so, again, it's this is going to be a matter of like who's able to start like right away. Is Terrence going to be able to start season? I think he will. Well, as of yeah. right now, Ty, Tyron, Tyron. I don't know if you know this, but Tyron Smith is currently in Italy right now on vacation, getting ready. Uh, so he's in vacation. Well, right now. Is the question? Yeah. So, but I think he'll. I think a nice relaxing holiday. He should be good to go. Everyone and their mom that I follow on Instagram is in Italy, so good for him. Yeah, like I've, yeah, because one of my friends, he's actually good friends with Tyron Smith, uh, Sean Sean Loving. Like he's uh, he's done work with former cowboy Mac, uh, Mackenzie Bernardo. Yeah, my question is Terrence though. Is he? Yeah, start- I think he will. I yeah. think he will. If he's under the the outlet of under Duke Manyweather, I think he'll be ready. I think he will. Like I like I, I trust Duke many whatever's like off season programs to get him in good shape and stuff like that. Yeah, and just through I, so. and, I, and I trust our medical staff more importantly. We've got let's be honest, the Cowboys medical staff have done miracles in the past. Like if it wasn't for if it wasn't for the Dallas Cowboys, Jalen Smith, he exactly he ha- Jalen Smith actually, he actually had a career in the NFL if it wasn't for the yeah. Dallas Cowboys medical staff. Correct. Yeah. And. Would, and how long would Leighton Vandewish be playing without the Dallas Cowboys staff as exactly. well? Like, yeah. And even Tyron Smith himself. Like, like, the man is an anomaly. Yeah, like, like he's, he's, he's pretty much turned into the Terminator right now with his arm braces and knee braces right yeah, now. Yeah, that's it, an actual knee brace. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's, that to me is still mental, mental, mental. Right, so so I'll run off the names of the rest of the offensive line. Uh, so you've got Asim Richards, who just got drafted. You've got Matt Willetsko, who I think has got a lot of promise to be like to be that guy that can fill in if one of the guys in the starters were to drop out. I think 
Will it store will be that swing tackle if needed to be? Um, we've got Brock Hoffman, Mark Fonia, Josh Ball, Errol Bostic Jr., Nanaruki, uh, Chuma Ododa. Uh, you've got Alec Lindstrom, the the center from Boston College, who I'm a big fan of. I do like Lindstrom, like the yeah, no, he's one of your faves. I, I like Lindstrom a lot. Um, okay, where, where are you? Oh, keep going. Uh, sorry, and there's TJ Bass and Alex Taylor. So we've right. got we're going into camp, we've got 15 offensive linemen. So we've got good numbers going into camp this year, which is great, you know. No, it's that's amazing. We as like I'm I'm glad that they are starting, not starting, but that they are continuing to value O linemen. Um, I again, we both wish, wish that they would have, you know, used a higher pick to get an extra one. But <laughs> let's not forget as well, our the Great Wall of Dallas were not not one of those guys were first round draft picks. Correct. Yeah. So, like, even though they maybe come from a smaller college, for example, right. or whatever that, but they could be one of those guys that will surprise everybody. Like. TJ Bass, for example, like there was a lot of good talk about him in college and stuff like despite what school he went to. Like there's a lot yeah. of, there's a lot of promise with him. So it's right. interesting. And he'll be, I think he's prim, he's listed down as first string right guard right now. So again, it's this is the whole fun with training camp. You're gonna to get to see these players in action, get to see, and then you're gonna really analyze, okay, I think this guy could make the roster. This guy is slipping down. So a lot of this is just like just we're we're just taking it face value for right now. Right. How many are you carrying? Um if, if I could take all of them, that would. Right. No, it's that's one of those things where you're just like, can I have as many as possible? I'm that gonna is. yeah, I'm gonna say that the I think the minimum number based on the question marks with likes of steel and tyrant, I think it's going to have to be 10. I said there's going to have to be 10 offensive linemen on the roster. Now, will the math math at the end of the day? Like, as do we have all that space? I don't think that we will. I don't think we will. I, no. I think we've definitely went, I think we like based on what we've went with right now or the numbers, I think we've got like 60 players ready. Like, that's not even mentioning actual special teams players. So, because you've got your Brian Anger, you've got the battle between Tristan Vizano and Brandon Aubrey, who just was recently acquired. Um, the former soccer player, now turned kicker. Uh, you've got Trent Seg, the lawn snapper. Um, so those like like said Seg and Anger, and those guys have got their spot. But the kicker position, obviously, one of those guys is going to be our kicker, and one of them is going to cut. But but I think when we've all accumulated everything, we've got some. Big decisions like okay, who can we let go out of a broken down list? So we'll do that once we get yeah, close. We'll actually do the math later, but yeah, just but we're, ju we're just taking a face value, folks. Face value, we'll take as many alignment as possible. I think that's where we land on that. But, like, you can, you can never get too many old alignment, as I say, okay. like, yeah, especially, yeah. All that to say, we are very excited. You know, we have Micah Parsons days until training camp, guys. Get yep. your eyes peeled if you need to, um, you know, know what you got to do when you get there. Listen to Girls Talking Boys. We did a whole breakdown for you. We are, we're out of our minds excited. Um, we have a lot of positions to watch out for. So that that being said, Paul, where can the people follow you so you can keep them abreast of what is happening? Yeah, guys, you can follow me. I am P Steel on Twitter, Threads, and Instagram. And also, just to mention as well, next week would be Dak Days till training camp. Ooh, we like Dak Days. Dak Days. Um, you can follow me at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram, Threads, and Twitter. Um, and you know. Every single day, there is a podcast waiting for you to listen to. If you rate, review, subscribe to Blogging the Boys, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out all the content that we have for you at bloggingtheboys.com. Um, especially, you know, we're partial to Mike's work. Um, so be sure to check out all the things that Mike has in store for you. Yep. And you also, and, 
yeah definitely according to players so that's where we get that from yeah so be sure you give Mike a follow and also be give Brandon a follow so he's been posting some great um, yes. content as well showing you the all the workout videos all the players as well so make sure you give Brandon Laurie a follow on no his one social keeps media. the hype up the way Brandon does during oh, the oh, guys on fire <laughs> he's on fire so be sure to give him a follow um, and we will see you guys next week until then Go Cowboys, Dallas Fever, Billy for never. Billy for never. See ya. Support for this show comes from Wix Studio. Designers and devs, you might be able to do your thing better on Wix Studio a web platform with everything you need to deliver bespoke sites hyper-efficiently. Design teams get a ton of smart features that can take the grind out of web creation without it costing per-pixel control. Dev teams, you get a zero-setup, developer-first environment, combined with an AI code assistant and your preferred IDE for rapid deployment. Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash V-I-Y-A.